Hi, thanks for joining us to listen to another message from Rumley Chapel in Cardiff, UK. If you'd like to know more about the chapel, then visit us online at rumleychapel.org or look us up on social media. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. What a lovely uh, video that was. And we have got uh, for you this morning some amazing stories of our own mums and some other mums that we, we want do. to share with you. Um, and we thought we would do it in this, this format. Um, I, I don't know why. I think uh, I just didn't want to do it by myself on, the, on my first ever Mother's Day one. And I thought this would be a great way to, uh, it is. to, well, to explore you know, some different stories. Why not? We thought we'd have a bit of fun this morning as well. Um, and as Mike mentioned earlier on, I've been asking people um, to send us in um, a bunch of stories and memories of their mums. And uh, we've had a fantastic response. And I just want to thank you all so much uh, for sending those in. Do carry on sharing them. We love to hear your memories. And uh, we know today um, is a difficult day um, for, for lots of people. And uh, we want you to know that we are with you in that. We're praying for you, um, for whether it's your, you can't be with your mum today, uh, whether, as Mike said, you know, she's, she's home in glory, whether um, it's just that you're, you know, for some reason you're separated, um, then, uh, you know, we know that we're praying um, for you this morning, and that God is with you uh, in that hurt and in that pain. Um, we had uh, a message in this morning, actually, from Dean, um, a little bit late, Dean, so I've had to handwrite yours, um, but this is Dean's memory um, of her mum, and then we've got a whole bunch of people, and we've had international responses. That, that, I did notice that earlier. I know, from not just from Europe, but from across uh, the pond in, in the States as well, so... We'll read those out, but this it's is Dean's pond. memory. The, the Atlantic Ocean, we call it the pond, yeah, it's you quite know, big in though. the colonies. It is big um, okay, <laughs> so my favourite memory is the amount of time that my mum spent with me, from helping me to cut out magazine pictures uh, to stick in my scrapbook to playing in the garden. She created many early memories that over 40 years later still remind me in my heart that I was loved. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? That's really, really nice. Well, the, the next one on the, on the list here is actually uh, one that I posted, so it makes sense that I'm sharing <laughs> it. Um, and I, I thought of this because of the story that I'm going to share with you a bit later, but when, uh, I think it was two, three years ago, we went on holiday, um, and we were uh, on holiday by this lake, and my mum uh, went fishing with my brother the one evening, and every single time she would catch a fish, she would just pick it up, give it a little kiss, and then... Send it back on what, its like, merry way. On the fish's just, mouth? Like, literally, on the fish's mouth. We'll just give it a little kiss. Okay, and Alison, we and, need a word. <laughs> and, and then we'll put it back on its merry little way and be like, bye now. It was, oh. just like, it was just such a peculiar thing to watch. And every single time, it just made me laugh. Um, talking of your mum, what did you buy for Mother's Day? Eh? Uh, well, um, so what happened was my mum messaged me and said, uh, I really want this dress. Uh, can you send me the money for it? And I went, yeah, sure. And so I bought my mum a dress. It's a lovely dress. Have you um, seen it? No. Okay. Um, I was going to share what I bought for my mum for Mother's Day, uh, but I've not given it to her yet. And she might be watching this morning. So uh, it's top secret oh. until then. Flowers. Um, flowers. Flowers. Yeah. Don't tell her, though. Um, okay. We've got another memory here from Rebecca Thomas. Uh, Rebecca says um, that her favorite thing is hugs with her mum. And I can That's testify cute. that her mum's hugs are very nice. Yeah, so, they are. Um, yeah. What? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had one from Mike Carr, which says, One thing that used to make my mum really laugh and slightly embarrass me 
was when people who we met outside or out and about would always ask, is this your wife? Not sure if this was because she looked so young or me so old. <laughs> um, I think it's because your mum, Mike, was always so glamorous and so well-dressed and uh, definitely looked younger than, uh, than what she was. Um, yeah, for, for sure. And your white hair that you've had since you were 21. Uh, that's also <laughs> it. Um, we've got one in from uh, Camille, Camille Shatler, um, we, who we met. Um, she was interning for Message Wales. And uh, we have got this fantastic link uh, with Camille. And uh, thank you very much for sending this in. Uh, she says, my mum is awesome. She's from Alabama. Yeah. Sweet home Alabama. I don't know the rest of the words. Um, so she might have a slight southern accent. Uh, my favourite thing about her is that she's a great storyteller, uh, whether it's through speaking or writing, and she loves to share the love That's of cool. Jesus. Can I just say, I know your mum is a good storyteller because I've got her book at home on my bookshelf. It's quite... Um, uh, what, what I find quite funny... Quite funny... Quite funny, I got there in the end, didn't I, is this next one, because I'm, I'm the complete opposite in terms of this memory, because Katie Thomas says um, that her favourite memory is playing crazy golf with her mum, but my memory of playing <laughs> mini golf with the, the Thomas family <laughs> is it's an absolute nightmare, because they're an absolute bunch yeah, of cheaters. James is a terrible <laughs> cheater, and I have absolutely no idea where he Which gets that from. Which is 100% endorsed by his father. <laughs> Well, by all means possible, isn't it? Um, Darcy, thank you so much for sending in your memory, Darcy McKenzie. She says, my mam always sang to us, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Do you know this one? You make me happy. When I, I assume it's that song. Anyway, sorry if we spoiled it for you. Um, uh, anyway, so she always used to sing that when we were young. Every time I hear it, I, I instantly think of my mam. So... Uh, we, you heard it this morning, so you're thinking of your mum. Um, in terms of songs and waking up in the morning, for me, it would be, my mum made it up herself, and she'd go, it's time to get up in the morning, it's time to get out of bed, and she'd just do it as annoyingly as possible to try oh, and wake so me up. So I used to work, right, in McDonald's, and um, my shifts would sometimes finish at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. and then uh, on a Friday night, and I'd go home, get to bed about four o'clock, and then my mum would very, very lovingly insist on cleaning my room at seven o'clock on a Sunday morning uh, on a Saturday morning that's my memories of being woken up by my mum thanks like mum I love you <laughs> <laughs> so we've got another one uh, across the way uh, so this is from Hungary uh, one of our friends Esther and she said when I was a little girl I hated going to summer camps emergency phone calls were like an umbilical cord between us in those hard times I remember I called her once because I ran out of paper in the toilet <laughs> Did you read this before you read it out? Okay, it's quite a funny story. Um, Thank you, so, so I called her once because I ran out to paper in the uh, in the toilet. She gave me the wisest advice ever. I'm so go to go to the men's room because there's always toilet paper in there. She was right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, see you, Esther. It's lovely that you're watching this morning. Um, Beth and Thomas. Um, she says her favourite memory is of all of the laughs that she has with her mum, and I can definitely say that our house is always full of laughter when Bethan and Jan are around, so that's very true. Um, well, there's another one in, uh, sneaking in from my car here, it says, some say when you're, a, when you're a child, it's your parents' job to embarrass you, but for me, it carried on until my late teens. On a holiday conference, a group of us, including my parents, went out for a long walk across a forest. We stopped for a break, and I had a box of dates to eat. 
and asked, would anyone like a date? To which his mum responded saying, yeah, that is right. He's free and single. <laughs> that's, like, that's the sort of thing my mum would do to me all the time. I well. love the sass. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, Jane Pennington um, sent in this maybe. And she, um, when she commented on Facebook, I was just like, yes. This is so true. This is my memory of your mum as well, Jane. Um, she says, when we would go to Margan Park with the church, uh, mum would take enough food to feed an army. Uh, she'd always be asking, does anyone want a ham roll? Um, and my, my memory uh, of you, Gail, if you're watching this morning, what about a chicken drumstick? And you'd get out this giant box of chicken drumsticks um, and, uh, and literally feed an army. Thank you so much for being a mum to so many of us, not just your children as well. And then Jane goes on to say, she says, these days you'd be lucky to be offered a biscuit. Cheeky. <laughs> oh, definitely. And then we've got one from James as well. And James's favourite memory is watching the rugby with his mum, especially when they went to see Wales versus the Barbarians in the Principality Stadium. And I imagine he was absolutely loving watching the rugby on Saturday again, as Wales obviously won uh, Italy. against Italy. So the big match now is France. Wales v France for the Grand Ooh, Slam. That's uh, exciting. We're going to win. And, um, you know, my memory of James and Jan watching the rugby is that I'm generally upstairs having a little afternoon nap because, you know, I don't really watch it. And I get woken up by all the shouting. It's mainly Jan rather than James. Um, I, can so... I can imagine that, yeah. <laughs> um, have you got any memories, any more memories that you wanted to share about your mum this morning? Because um, that's all that we've had in. And as I said, thank you so much for sending those in. I, there's one that I really like and I think is not only hilarious, but also just shows uh, a lovely image about my mum and her character and the fact that she's very caring, she's loving, and she wants to, you know, make sure everyone's looked after, everyone's safe. And so we were at, um, I th it was Hendra Lake, actually, so we were over at Hendra Lake, and I don't know if you've been there before, but there's this one part where um, it's like this really, it's like a gate almost on a really narrow path. And you right. like sort of shimmy along it whilst holding, holding onto the gate. We were crossing over there, I have no idea why, and my mum was like, oh, don't you go, don't you go ahead, let me show you how it's done. So my mum started shimmying along this gate, and as she was going along, she just went, <laughs> into the lake <laughs> straight straight into the lake so me and my brother are standing there she must have been under for a good couple of seconds i think she she said she hit the bottom she hit the okay. bottom with her bottom is oh, what happened. oh right okay and um she my brother was literally ready to jump back in as she resurfaced and then obviously everyone was looking at my mum quite confused of why she was absolutely drenched. Just doing a couple of lengths of the lake, you know, <laughs> a little bit of exercise in an afternoon. It's cheaper than going to Easter Leisure Centre. It so, is, uh... it is. Um, and so I've got a little story about lakes as well. Um, this doesn't actually directly involve me, but my mum um, was looking after my kids um, one time, and uh, I'm so thankful for, for mum and for dad um, for looking after the grandchildren to give us a little bit of a break and it'd been snowing when they were looking after the children. And so um, my mum took, um, I think it was, was it James and, was it you and Bethan, wasn't it? Um, over to um, the fields just by the house. And there's a, there's a lake over there. And mum thought, oh, look, there's a little slope. We can, you know, sl sledge down the slope. So she put my children in the sledge and then pushed them off. And then realised the reason the slope was there was because that was going down into the lake. So she literally pushed my children towards a freezing cold lake in the snow did and they, in the did ice. Did they go in? And she ran, no, I, I don't, you didn't go in, did you, James? No, she just ran down afterwards when she realised what she'd done. I think that's my favourite part of that story, is just the picture of just Sally just pelting it down the hill, going, Absolutely. oh no, oh no. 
She's not that Welsh. She's from the valley. She's a proper. No, she's a proper Welsh. She is. I'm not gonna lie to you. She's a Welsh. Yeah. So we obviously we got some we got some lovely stories as well. And so one of the things that you know when I when I was thinking about my mum is just part of her character is the fact that she is like just growing up. She's always been the most servant-hearted person. Like just super loving, always giving like literally everything that she can to anyone that's around. Um, And with no care about how that would even affect her, she just absolutely goes full, full out, just loving people that are around her. Um, and just one, one thing that like just shows this in its fullness is, you know, um, my, my Bampy, as some of you might have known, had a fall a few years ago, and uh, when he broke his leg, and just mm. hasn't has been struggling since then. But my mum has been in full time care, just looking after my my mum, or my nana, my Bampy. And it just goes to show just how loving she is, that she would literally just give up pretty much all of her time to just care for her, her, her mum and her dad. Um, and so it's just amazing to see. And it's just such a, a beautiful side of a character. And it's just taught me a lot growing up. And she also taught me a lot about honesty, um, for sure. You know, my mum, she, she'll say it as it is. She does not hold back, <laughs> she, uh, which is great. So, um... She says it as it is, but it's taught me to be, you know, honest and open um, and truthful with people, which is the same thing as honest, um, but just to hold integrity um, in every part of my life. And so I just want to say thank you, mum, for all of, just showing me all of those uh, different attributes and uh, for giving me all of the, the, the character that I have today. So, yeah, and then, Mike, you have a, a story yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I, if you know my mum, uh, you'll know that she had leukemia a couple of years ago and, um, and years before that also had um, breast cancer as well. And my, my memory of my mum going through that is, um, is to me and to, to everybody around, um, she just was so strong in all of that. And I know, you know, from speaking to her after that, that there was moments of, of despair and sorrow and all of that as well. But just that strength, you know, you'd ring your mum up and you're like, oh, mum, how are you? And she'd be like, oh, no, no, how are you? Um, or she'd be like, oh, I'm fine. And she'd just been there having had chemotherapy and radiotherapy yeah. and just absolutely drained. And um, she is Oh, gosh. Oh, mum, you are such a strong person. And um, I love the fact that you are a fighter, that you are a doer. And um, and just, you are an inspiration to me. So um, thank you for being you, mum. I'm going to stop now because yeah. I'm starting to cry. I was going to say, um, uh, Mike's, I was Mike's not wedding, expecting that. Mike's wedding um, up, which is nothing unusual. Um, no, that is true. That is <laughs> so, very, very so true. So I'll go on and I'll share about um, a mother that we can find in the Bible. And actually, I was surprised. There's so many different uh, examples of people who are mothering in the Bible. Um, but today, I specifically wanted to share with you a little bit about um, Sarah, mm. uh, who's in the Bible. And when I was looking up about Sarah, it was, it was noted as she was the, the mother who waited. Or I guess you could pretty much say that she is the, the mother who has a lot of patience, um, <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of mothers uh, realize that they need. Um, but you can read this in, uh, in Jan- Genesis chapter 11, verse 30. And we learn that Sarah, she can't have a child. And it says, that, um, it says this, Now Sarah was childless because she was not able to conceive. I just can't imagine the struggle that they would have went through, Sarah and Abraham, realizing that they they couldn't conceive a child. And I'm sure that both of them would have been grieving in that instance. But in Genesis chapter 15, when the word of the Lord came to Abraham, this is what Abraham said to him. He said, what will you give me, Lord, since you have not given me an heir? 
And God replies, he tells him to look at the stars in the sky for that would be the number of his offspring. Wow. Which is like such a powerful, big promise there. But, you know, Abraham and Sarah, they waited for 15 years. That's a long time, 15 years. That is. Not for the promise to be fulfilled, but for the promise to be renewed. So that's a lot of patience in itself, to wait 15 years for a promise to be renewed and then be like, wait, well, I'm still waiting, right? And, and that's exactly what happened. Another 10 years went by before Sarah conceived a child. And uh, it was a son. They named him Isaac. And, you know, it's amazing to see how God fulfilled his promises. But, I mean, I probably wouldn't say that Sarah would necessarily win an award for being the best at waiting. Um, as she even <laughs> laughed at the idea of the fact that God um, could do what he promised. You know, she thought it was ridiculous that that God could even fulfill that promise. But thankfully, God's promises, they're not dependent on our level of faith, and it wasn't dependent on Sarah's level of faith, because God is so far above that. And God fulfilled his promise according to his plan. I think that is amazing. But I do love how Sarah responds, um, and we read this in Genesis chapter 1. This is Sarah's response. God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. I mean, could you imagine waiting 25 years for that blessing? And I'm, Sarah, she did try her best to believe that promise as she went about her life. But nonetheless, she still had some doubts. And I'm not surprised. It's undoubtedly that she would have some doubts um, until it actually finally came to fruition. But then, what was her response to that? She laughed. She was filled with joy at what the Lord had done and even said that everyone else would just laugh at the fact of what happened. And Isaac would then go on and continue the legacy of his father, Abraham. Isn't it just so encouraging, though, to see the joy that Sarah has in that story? You know, she is... It's, it's not even like it's a funny situation. Like, having to wait 25 years for something that you think is never going to come but then the response to that after 25 years is just to laugh and be filled with joy because she understood the blessing that was given to her by God. And there was for sure a level of patience that Sarah showed in that story and also trust, trusting God. And I'm sure many would struggle just the way that Sarah did. But Sarah shows us that there is blessing in the waiting and I love that, that there's blessing in the waiting. Mm. I think that's such a valuable thing for all of us to learn. Um, and if God, I believe, this is what I was thinking when I was reading this story. If God blessed Sarah straight away with that child, like right at the very start, when she was, you know, young of age, would she have understood to its fullness how much it was God's blessing? Because it might have just been a normal thing. But actually, it got to the point where it was almost impossible Maybe it was impossible, but nothing is impossible with our God, and we Amen. know that. And so when God moves in his timing and his blessings start to rain down, we too know that we can show that same joy, that same gladness that Sarah had when she realized that all of his promises are yes and amen. And I just love the fact that Sarah just shows that characteristic of yeah. just how patient she was. 25 years. Yeah, It's amazing, isn't it? Like God's timing is always perfect, and you know, we want things now, don't we? Yeah. We live in this society, in this kind of consumer society, where if we want it, we'll go and get it, you yeah. know? 
Um, I don't know how many times you and, have, you and I have had a conversation about, oh, my Amazon parcel's arriving today. You know, you can order something now and get it, you know, two hours later without leaving the house. Like, I was just thinking about the fact that only two weeks ago I got my new phone and it was supposed to be coming. I got a message from um, EE saying, your phone will be delivered tomorrow. And then I went <laughs> specifically to change, like select the time slot for my phone to come. And then I accidentally set it to the following Monday. And so I had to change it again. I could only set it for two days' time. And so all day I was annoyed because... He I, was my very phone, sad. My phone was very, coming very the following sad. day and I had to wait an extra day just because I got impatient. Yeah. And I, I could have just left it as it was, been content and it would have arrived yeah. and it all would have been fine. But, you know, my impatience made me have to deal with patience even more, which is quite ironic. Yeah. Quite and, and, you know, so what a great story about Sarah and waiting on God. And, and trusting in yeah. him, his timing is perfect. Um, thanks so much for, for sharing that. You know, there's lots of stories in the Bible of, of mums or, or, you know, um, uh, women who, who want children and are trusting in God and the kind of, the, you know, the pain that, that, that goes with that as well. You know, there's Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, and, and Hannah as well, um, the mother of David. And, uh, yeah, just that lesson, isn't it, that God's timing and God's plan is, is perfect. Um, I wanted to share a little story about Jochebed. Yeah. You know Jochebed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a name, no, though. Not one of the... Yeah, baby Jochebed. Um, anyway, um, not one of the, the kind of um, well-known mums of the Bible, but um, she lived in Egypt. Um, this was kind of about 400 years after Joseph and his family moved there. The Israelites had grown in number, and the new pharaoh... Um, basically uh, just wanted um, the, the Israelites gone. And so um, he gives this, this terrible, terrible order. Um, he says to the midwives of the Israelites, um, you can let every um, female baby live, but I want you to, to kill every baby boy. Uh, absolutely awful um, thing. You can read the story in Exodus chapter 1. And um, the Pharaoh's plan is obviously to you know, kill, the, kill off the population of, um, of Israel. But yet, Jochebed, when she has her baby son, um, Moses, um, she thinks there's no way that anything is going to come um, and harm him. And, and that is a, a mother's heart, isn't it? You, know, you would do anything um, to, to uh, protect your child, to protect your son or daughter. You know, you'd swap places with them if they're ill. You'd do anything. And um, so she looks after this baby. Now, um, it says that she kind of like hid him away for three months. I just imagine him yeah. in kitchen cupboards or up in the attic or, you know, wherever it was, obviously keeping him safe. But, you know, as um, the new mums and any mum from, from the chapel, um, I was thinking about Marie hiding away Hunter or, you know, Chelsea putting Esme in the cupboard um, or something <laughs> like that. It's not going to work, is it? Because no. obviously babies make noise and they get scared and they need to be close to their mum. And, uh, and, uh, and Jochebed, she decides after three months, I can't do this anymore. And so she, she prepares this basket and, yeah. uh, and puts Moses in the basket and then takes him down to the river and, uh, and puts him there. And you just imagine this lovely baby kind of picture of him being rocked to sleep by the little waves on the Nile. Um, but what she doesn't realize is that the Pharaoh's daughter is going down to the river for a swim or a bath, we're not quite sure, yeah. and um, she hears this baby. And, uh, and when she hears the baby, she sends a servant 
and silver to have a look what's going on. Um, and Moses' sister Miriam is there looking out um, for the baby. The, the, the Pharaoh's daughter sees it and goes, oh, a baby, I want a baby. And uh, Miriam kind of jumps in and she says this. She said, oh, um, what would be really good uh, is if he was looked after by one of his own people because they realize that he's an Israelite. And so um, the Pharaoh's daughter agrees, goes off, uh, and says to Miriam, can you go and find somebody? Of course, Miriam goes straight home to her mum, to Jochebed, and Jochebed uh, looks after her baby boy. Um, and uh, what a great um, you know, kind of uh, end to the story. She can safely look after her son because she trusts God to, to, yeah. to look after him. And uh, Pharaoh's daughter even paid Jochebed uh, to nurse and raise this baby until he's old enough to go and look for her. And you know, the story of Moses is a, is a great one in the Bible. It's one where Moses kind of eventually, um, after being kind of uh, getting in an argument with God, he goes back to, to um, uh, Egypt and he helps uh, the, uh, the Israelites escape from the Egyptians. And it's only, it's only possible to do that because of the support and loving kindness yeah. of of, of his mum and just that that determination and that courage that um, that you see from Jochebed I thought you know that that was an amazing story you know mums they would do anything um, for their children wouldn't they and uh, we see that as a great example from uh, from Jochebed of, of just trusting in God and uh, supporting her children uh, without her the freedom of the Israelites just wouldn't have happened um, from from Egypt amazing yeah it's so amazing and that's just two stories from the bible of just examples of mothers and there's so many in there so i just a few here that i've got jotted down with this hagar she was the mother who endured there's rebecca the mother who believed we've got leah and rachel the mothers who had to share and there's jochebed the one that you just mentioned yep. there um We've got Samson's mother, the mother who followed the rules, and so many more. And it's yeah. just, it's amazing, all of these amazing examples in the Bible of just different mothering characters. And it'd be great if you, if there's anyone that you can think of in the Bible who is like your favorite mother, then do let us know in the comment section. That'd be interesting to see your Yeah, opinion. and you know, it, it just so happens that this morning in Kids Club, um, our children are looking at the story of Ruth. And obviously her mother-in-law, uh, Naomi, and, and how, you know, Naomi just cares for Ruth in an amazing way yeah. and supports her and uh, actually helps her find a husband as well, um, which is, is lovely. Um, you know what? I've really enjoyed um, kind of chatting through all of this. And, and one thing that kind of came across to me um, through all of these kind of different stories, when you read through stories of mums in the Bible, is that each of their stories are different. Yeah, like there's, there's not one, you know, there's some similarities, but there's not one story in the Bible of a mum where, you know, you go, oh, that's exactly the same as anybody else. And, and that means, you know, there's not one perfect candidate for a mum. You know, you can't go, oh, well, you know, I've got it figured out um, because I'm a, a stay-at-home mum or I'm a working mum or, yeah, you know, all right. of those things. You don't have to be uh, a married mum or a widowed mum or a divorced mum or even a mum at all, in order for God to use you. And, and that's the important thing for us to remember this morning, is that whoever you are, whether you're a mum, even whether you're male uh, or female, or, you know, um, God can use you. And, and God can use anybody who's fully devoted to him. Uh, and I guess the question I want to leave with us this morning is this. 
is how, um, how are you allowing God to use your situation today? You know, are you becoming impatient with waiting for something? Uh, the same as, you know, we, we read in the story, a story of, uh, of Sarah. Are we trusting God when situations look dangerous and difficult, like in the story uh, of Jochebed? You know, we're, we're not empowered by where we work. Um, we're not empowered by the clothes that we wear or, or where we live or even, you know, who we are. Uh, the, the thing that empowers us is that God gives us this kind of inbuilt, mm, intrinsic, amen. kind of God-given worth um, that, that, we, you know, that we have as, as just people of God. And know this this morning, that God has a plan for you as an individual. Um, and our focus shouldn't be on things and stuff. Our focus should be on discovering God's plan of influence mm. for us today. And, and that's the thing, isn't it, that yeah. we should be chasing after uh, with all our hearts. I, you know, I just wanted to encourage you that in that this morning, no matter who you are or what you're feeling this Mother's Day, God has a plan and a purpose for you. Let's all chase after that. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And such amazing stories as well. And um, as I said, do share with us uh, stories of your favorite mums. But uh, I'm going to close in prayer for us now. Um, so, yeah, Father God, I thank you so much for just all of those mothers or people who have been just examples of mothers to those yeah. around them, Lord God. I pray that you would bless them, Lord, that you would give them even more opportunities to show that mothering love, Lord God. And we just thank you. We thank you for our mums and we thank yeah. you for all the mums that we've seen over the years, Lord God, who just do anything for their children, Lord. And we see it day in, day out, all of the sacrifices that they make, Lord God, for their children, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that we would, in this moment, realize all of the sacrifices that you have made for us too, Lord God. And I thank you that you are the one who empowers us in our everyday life, Lord God. So I pray that you'd be with every single person, Lord God, as we go away this morning. I pray that you bless each and every single one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.